This episode of the Set In The Drills podcast is brought to you by Feelings. Get into that Feelings. Set In The Drills podcast. Alright. Recording. Hi, welcome to the Set In The Drills podcast. Today we have, we have, we have, we have, we have, we have the legend, Taj Francis. Hey, of the, the man himself, Mark. Mark Samuels. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, Matthew and Kay, uh, they they're not they're not here today. You know what I mean? Um, maybe they'll maybe 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 they'll join in at some point. Who knows, man? I was, I was about to make a Might joke happen. that we buried them, but then what if something really happened? Damn. And then this. They're in different countries. The They're in different countries. Who are yeah, different countries? So it's not even possible. So you know, Taj, that you even mentioned that you you could have made that joke is concerning to me. Uh, yeah, why you take serious okay. thing and make joke? Let's talk about this. No, let's let's di- let's dig it. Why you take serious thing make joke, Taj? Because What's I'm a Marvel on? movie. I don't take anything seriously. Everything uh, needs to be a joke. That was a stab at Marvel. Uh-huh. feelings with real emotional situations why do they always do that everything is just anything yeah. that's even remotely emotional they're like haha joke yeah. i feel like it can made that point one time before but i actually like it so much i think no, well no, like i like it sometimes but i feel yeah, I like think that go yeah. ahead no i was just saying i feel like it it um take away from you actually connect into the story when they break the fourth wall or something for Mecca. Like sometimes it's alright, but then sometimes they could have really just have a sincere moment, isn't it? I feel like that is also a valid way of doing storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like a number of movies suffer in that regard when they try to add a comedic element to a drama or anything. Anything, any any genre of movie except for comedy, obviously. Yeah. However, I feel that even though Marvel does it so much, they do it the best that I've ever seen. Personally. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I, and yeah. I think I think that they know that they do it so well is the reason that they do it so much. I mean, I can say that. That's, yeah. a, that's a dangerous place to be because you know then you start to become you, you start to become a trope yeah a, they could be a come a parody of themselves real quick and, and they I could think, become a parody of themselves i think also is sometimes is fan service rather than like actual okay oh. we want to tell a meaningful story because uh, they feel like, i feel like they feel like fans might ridicule them if they're taking themselves too seriously which is understandable but I feel like sometimes you can get away with actually, you know what I mean, trying to go there. It could I be. I mean, I guess that's what they tried to do with the, um, the latest one, the, um, the Avengers. Not the latest one, the last Avengers. Yeah, 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 that's true. I think they kind of, I feel like, I guess maybe they felt like they resolved all their joking. Because it was a lot of, they did get a lot of like. There was a um, lot of jokes. Before. A lot darker. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of jokes before, but then. It kind of just got started to get dark. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So why, why, why do you make jokes about about your friends dying, Tash? What's going on? 
<clears throat> was it that? Jo- I wouldn't even say I was. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't no. think the only thing well, I think well, I'll just think about that in some way. Um. Not like, not in a way where we want it to happen or, of course not in that way, but just in a sense of like, I think it's not even your friends. I think it's just generally, at least for me, I think I just think about death generally. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. I think about death a lot in terms of myself and in terms of my friends. I Mm do quite a bit. So, yeah, but I think it was a timing just now. And yeah. like the circumstance that um made it so you know what you know what's weird i i actually i don't feel like i've i think about death towards my friends but i do think about it about myself and my parents i feel like that's what i do i like i don't necessarily i don't think i really or like if i'm in a relationship oh because your friends don't matter right no i just yeah there you go it's, so. it's just like i don't, <laughs> don't no stop hold on friends. stop it stop it no i just i feel like i feel like whenever i hang out with you guys it's, it's kind of like good times you know what i mean while with your parents and your significant others it's kind of like there's a lot more um involvement emotionally oh boy i mean not to say that we don't have like our things but then i guess it's not as frequent you get me like the negative things aren't as frequent it's not as frequent no nothing is as frequent with us okay neither the negative or the positive like there is no i mean you have to see your significant no you don't have to but the likelihood of you seeing your significant other and your parents is much higher than you seeing your friends. Yeah. 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 Well, depending. I guess in Akem's case, but um, I guess it for people. I mean, specifically people. in Akem's case, yeah. but yeah. 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 Obviously, depending, because I see my friends more than I see. But I don't have a significant other. But I see my friends more than I see my parents, for sure yeah yeah i would say that for me nowadays at least definitely yeah that's the same yeah man so yeah i mean like i don't know i feel like there are instances when i have just horrible thoughts about stuff mm-hmm. happening and to maybe you, you guys people? yeah to me and then to mm-hmm. like people i'm around yeah so if i'm around you guys i may think of something but i don't think it's the same um level of like rumination as like like sometimes like especially with my my mom's um thing yeah like i'll have dreams and stuff where i'm like like stuff happens but i can't say like i've had dreams or like it's like the same level of intensity with you guys, you know what I mean? You never yeah, killed one person you dream before? No. Sorry, what was that, Mark? No. I was asking if he's never killed one of us in his dream before. This sounds out this sounds really close to home. You? What's going on? What's, what's yeah, happening? I've killed friends in dreams several okay. times. 
any of us? Hmm. Ah, I'll be honest with you guys. Yeah. It's happened to me so frequently. It's all a blur. Exactly so. Damn. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I can't say that I've ever, I've ever dreamed of killing anybody. <laughs> so, I don't know. Wait, you've never dreamt about killing anybody? Oh, no, me no. neither. No. Yeah. Oh, well. Here's the thing. I have dreamt that. No, here's the thing. I have dreamt that I have. I have dreamt that I have done harm to people. I don't think I've ever dreamt that I've killed anyone. Um. Okay. And usually, out of self-defense, usually the harm is out of self-defense. Well, any harm. I've, no, in, in I've, I've daydreamed about about that, but I don't think I've ever about had killing. a dream dream. Yeah, you like, daydreamed about again. Yeah, like you know, if you walk like like in the oh, same way that if you're walking down the road and it's like, oh, see, that's terrible because that takes conscious effort. Yeah, yeah. I just said that's normal. I'm actually so that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. you know, like if you're walking yeah. down the road at night and you see like yeah. somebody come and you look at a stone nearby, you say, all right, if him try something, then we'll go. For yeah, yeah, that's. I feel no, like that's yeah. a survival. I remember one one time I was coming from art school and I had. Oh, I you mean? Friends. Oh no, I think you just meant people. I don't think you meant yeah. friends. No, if I was, oh, friends are there, that would be Yeah, I've never I don't think I've daydreamed about killing anybody oh. that I know. No, it's always like some it's just like a up. stranger, some yeah, like some someone out of self defense, someone who will cause you harm. Yeah. Or maybe just out of annoyance, I don't know. Whoa. Dark. Dark indeed. Dark indeed. So yeah, Mike, about this killing your friends thing now. What's um, <laughs> what's going on with that? I think the first time it happened when I was in child, when I was a child. <laughs> when you were in childhood. I was going to say yeah, I was I was I was in childhood, and um, I think my friend, he was my. You know, you have a friend in your neighborhood sometimes. Yeah. 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 yeah so like, I had a neighborhood friend, and. I don't remember. I think we were fighting. And I don't remember that. I don't know somebody kill him. Okay. But in the dream. In the dream. Uh, in the dream. <laughs> but I also remember killing my very first crush. What? Okay. Yeah, this girl named Stephanie. Oh, maybe I shouldn't call her last name. But anyway, this girl. Oh, it's the same girl that I wrote that that pages of, of love letter to you. Remember I told I, I spoke yeah. about that in a previous part. I think yeah. so, yeah. How I even came about talking to that girl. I had seen her from a distance and I don't know if it's over the period of a few days, I grew to um I like I had a crush on her, even though I had never spoken to her. And then one night I dreamt that I she was sitting, you know, those chairs that have the desk attached to them on yeah. like the right side and comes around your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was sitting at one of those and I went up to her and I grabbed her by the back of the head and I smashed her face into that desk repeatedly until she was dead. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that happened, and then the next, I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" And then the next day, I went, <laughs> I went to school, and um, I was at quality at this time, as you can probably imagine. And that's I spoke to her for the first time that way. I said to her that um, no, no, you didn't. Yeah, this is not I very said, nervous you know, laughter, by the way. I'm just, I'm doing. I nervous said laughter. I had a. I said I had a dream about you, but it wasn't necessarily a good dream. And her response was, "Did I kill you?" And then I was really attracted to her after. That. Okay. God. <laughs> okay. Right. Like Wednesday Adams and. Um, yeah, I think it's so, yeah, it's like kind of Adams family situation going on. So strange. I couldn't yeah. believe that was her response. Okay. Sounds like a match made. I mean, in no, hell. it turned out, it in turned hell. out not in, not in Hades. Uh, oh, yeah. There was no match neither in hell, heaven, or on earth. No match. Mm. Unless you see the match that was sparked to burn my heart. Okay. Sorry, I tried to report it, but it does okay. it sound okay. stupid. Yeah, it is so stupid. <laughs> Damn. Damn, son. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, um... Uh, and then, so is it that? Wait, did that happen before or after you wrote the letter to her? That was before. That was the first instance of me speaking to her. Okay, so are you one of those people, right? If something is really cute, do you want to kill it? Not at all. But if something is really cute, I do have concern about it dying. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely understandable. But you know there there are there's a segment of people who there there's some so cute like they want to like hug it to death or like kill it. Yeah, I've heard about it. Well, I feel that the the killing part probably s- describes your personality better than mine. Like if you see something too cute, you want to ki- kind of like how you felt about Steven Universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely I don't know if I've ever consciously thought that oh it's so cute I want to kill it, but I feel like um. Yeah, I could actually see. I like it makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't know why. What's up? What's up? <laughs> hey, um, excuse me. Um, listen this podcast really messed up. Why? What's going on? Why are we doing this? Why are we? Wait, like, yeah, I, I feel like I missed that. What did you guys just say? <laughs> I understand killing something that's really cute. I understand the urge to kill something that is really cute. I think my... Yeah, but it, but no, but there's there's a, there's two different ways. All right, so there's like the, yeah, okay. There's there's the different people ways. Okay. who <laughs> they're the people who they're the people who who like have it. So it's like, oh, it's so cute. I just want to love it until it dies. Yeah. Like by my doing. <laughs> and then there's like the oh it's so cute it's annoying it must be vanquished you know what i mean and i feel like i can understand both of them that's what i'm saying and what i'm saying is that matthew and k are our tethers to yeah we're 
podcast. This At is I'm not a tether. I'm, I'm in no way a tether. I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> you not over this, so you're not saying nothing, dog. You're not saying nothing. You need to reel us back in. Don't you see what's happening? This is getting out of hand. Okay. Standing by and alone. No, because you it's content. I mean, I feel like at this point, Matthew Akira would have said, Hold on, the dog. Hold on, the Stop it. No, here's the thing. Know. Yes, but no. And why I said that is because I feel like. I know why you said Because these things are nothing. These things are nothing that any of us, or, well, any of you guys, because you guys are on saying it. <laughs> just making that clear. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm just a distance himself from the thing. Go on, these, you, watch, watch. these are things that any of you guys would act on. No, no, no. You know, so I think that it's. I think why I kind of more interesting is because I'm looking at it from the standpoint of why would someone who would never actually act on these things actually even think them? Because I you mean, what? And I guess to kind of give it to credence to like oh, what, Jesus. what do our like our thoughts and our dreams mean? Jesus, like Christ. how, oh, how much? <laughs> no, I just saw something that was that. Was, wow, wow. I'm sorry. Go. Ahead. Should I? Alright, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Taj, but oh, you I just that, there's a there's an article on the Daily Mail that um that is from. June 2016. <laughs> Wait, this can't be real then. What? This would have been a big thing if it was real. June 2016. Michael Jackson's secret underage sex closet. Inside the ray that uncovered the King of Pop's extensive collection of photos featuring naked teenage boys. But I thought this was a recent. Yeah, somebody is. Um, they just posted. Yannick just posted, so I thought it was like because of the whole finding Neverland thing, like them just raid him thing and find some secret thing or something. But this is some old time thing. Why wasn't this a thing? Have you ever heard of it, about this? We probably all heard of it, but it was probably during that time where everybody was trying to like. No, because that was 2016. That that would have been too recent, actually. I'm not sure. Probably not. No, well, the articles from 20. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is strange. This can't be. I mean, I don't know. Daily Mail is that a reliable news source? <laughs> I don't uh, think so. Not necessarily. No, I would say not really. I'll just just cut this part out of the podcast then. Sorry. Yes. Were you saying such? Yeah, I was saying the idea that you guys, that people have these thoughts, but wouldn't necessarily act on them. Yeah. Or they have these dreams or these thoughts that, that they wouldn't necessarily act on. I think that's still always something that even like psychologists always look at because people, there are different psychologists of different schools of thoughts. Like some that, you know, think that, oh, your dreams or these thoughts are like deeply meaningful and they have some kind yeah. of impact on it. And then there's some people who are like, no, you, some psychologists are like, no, your thoughts don't mean anything. They're just that like. Even if you have like really bizarre thoughts, just let them go. Um, I remember it, Mark. You remember? Oh, what's that podcast? Invisibilia. Invisibilia. I remember the one when they were covering the. They were covering someone who basically who he constantly had intense, violent thoughts about everyone. Yeah. Well, I thought you were making reference specifically to that one when you when you brought up that point that you were making. Yeah, um, I was. 
So that's, yeah, that's he, he, like, but it wasn't about everyone, you know. It was about, his, about wife. his wife. Yeah, it was about his wife. But I think it was. I think he was. Uh, I think he was probably very concerned because it was about his wife. But I feel like it was. Ever. Anyway, no, I remember. It don't matter. The point is, yeah, he was, way, yeah, it was about his wife. Yeah, either whether it was about everyone or his wife, it was because of his wife why he was concerned. But um, yeah, and I remember him saying that he went to. I think it was almost like, I wouldn't say three different therapists. It was three. three. It was three of them. But they all. I think they all each had three different conclusions. Approach. Yeah, one of them was like, yeah. oh, you're having a problem, and like the second one was kind of like. You know that you're acknowledging these thoughts. It's probably um, good, but she was still concerned. And then there was like a third one who was like, "Oh no, that don't mean anything." Yeah, and I think which one was one of them that said that like the fact that you have these thoughts but you're like disturbed by them is means that you're yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was was the that was the second one. one. Like, yeah. They said that there's this new emerging um, school of thought in psychology. Mm-hmm that your thoughts literally mean nothing yeah yeah that they're just which, thought which, which i don't know if i really i don't know i don't really even if i step outside of the realm of psychology and i think about just how life progresses on a daily yeah that don't make any sense to me yeah it just don't yeah it seemed to it don't hold any water no nah, and yeah i do and it also just feel like it free anyone from any kind of responsibility i don't know it just feel right. yeah it doesn't feel too reckless to me that kind of school of thought but i mean these people are always these white people are always gonna have some crazy things but anyway i don't so, know if they're white you know well that's true but i, I don't know if the they, psychologists who came up with that were actually white but i mean not that i couldn't see that i mean i could see them being i feel like i could terrible. see them being and uh, hmm, not really i think because probably history kind of dictated that white that's, people yeah, history shows, yeah it's normally yeah so that's why i just made yeah normally. but um i could um, see it's coming up with something like that and it's still being foolishness yeah yeah of course but yeah i think um, it, because it, i remember even, I, I remember i remember even like um in that what was it the Kanye was the last album do you remember what it's called Anyway, it started oh. with him saying, I thought about killing you today. Like, that was the song. The song was yeah. about, or like, uh, an uh, was talking about killing his wife and, like, basically being like, oh, I mean, this is, I mean, does everyone think about killing the one that they love the most? Which is like, no, no, no one, no one thinks that. No, there's no, I don't think that regular people think about killing their spouses. That's not typically. It. Yeah, not typically. Not not as just a regular thing, like, oh, you love someone to the point where you, you yeah, think about killing them. Know. No. Not really. Um, yeah. But so I don't know. I feel like I feel like I feel like these kind of things, like because even like like you guys talking about these dreams are just like not even thoughts because they're really the dream. Like because for Mark, so for instance, Mark talking about the dreams about uh, killing friends. I don't think I have anything to do with how you would actually deal with any person. That probably has to do with maybe something that happened in your childhood or some kind of other psychological thing but i don't think that has anything to do with how you would actually you know behave or act towards people or like do to any one of your friends i mean at least I, I, I don't know because it's funny i have those dreams or i i've had i don't think i've had any of those in a while where i can, you know no that's not true i probably haven't had any in years but i feel like i had one last week okay yeah but i don't remember but i don't remember it but the point is like i feel like 
the takeaway for me is that those kinds of dreams I typically have about people who are actually close to me and not mm -hmm. like strangers are not persons that I actually have negative feelings towards. Mm -hmm. Not persons that I actually have negative feelings towards. It's you the oddest thing. It's like that song. You always hurt the ones you love. The ones you shouldn't that, hurt at all. Yeah. Mm. I don't know that song. You always hurt the ones you love. The ones you shouldn't hurt at all. I, think I like that you can't um, just singing it with Let's Snow. Yeah, don't you guys know the melody? It was in this... um. <laughs> It was in that movie Blue. What's it called? Blue something. It was Blue that, uh, no, it was like this indie film with um that lady and um that lady that played that the white snow witch thing. Uh, What's her name? And I think she played Marilyn Monroe in a movie and um Ryan Gosling. Blue Valentine. Anyway, oh, I never watched sorry. it. No, but yeah, um, do you think it has something to do with um, like you, you are afraid to lose them and you want just the control of eradicating them so that you get rid of that anxiety? I definitely don't think that. But you know what? I don't know because it's something that only occurs in sleep. And to analyze a dream is not the like I can I can pick up certain things from a dream, right? But that kind of um concept for me to dream it up is something that is so detached from me. Or I'm something that I'm so detached to something like it, right? Detached from rather that I'm not sure how to approach the analysis of it i don't think it's what you just said but also can't say for sure that it's not that to rule it out but so wait so would you say um that on on a scale of likely in a scale of one to ten right yeah. One being not at all, or, or on a scale of zero to ten, zero being not at all, and um, ten being absolutely right, and then five being like not not really. Um, would you Wait, say zero that, being not at all? You said yeah, zero being not at okay. all, um, ten being absolutely, and then the middle is just like you know. Not what yeah. would you yeah. say that you have anxiety around the um death of your loved ones? Man, that's such a tough question to answer. Uh, I have mixed feelings. So yeah, I mean, I, feel, I have to choose. Yeah, it, it's not a scale kind of thing. Yeah, if I, it, because because my feelings are so mixed. I would have to say five by default, but then that wouldn't be accurate because it's not yeah. something you is can put more? on. It. Okay. So you can't say whether it's more or less than a five? I have anxiety about the death of loved ones. I can say that with, with absolution, right? That's the correct word? Mm. I guess. I know. Yeah. yeah sure. Perhaps. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Let's find out. Well, anyway, yeah, I can I can say that with um 
with conviction that I have anxiety about the death of loved ones, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not in uh it's not a fear kind of anxiety. It's like a um preparatory kind of anxiety, if that makes sense, which are which are different from each other. They're quite different. So I could say yes, the anxiety is there, but then what do you mean by anxiety for me to put it on a scale? Because it almost it almost instinctively one would think anxiety is associated with fear well all right make let me put it a different way right the level of intensity so imagine the scale as a level of intensity for from being no not at all no anxiety at all to 10 being like every waking moment of your life you're anxious about it where would you fall on that scale Oh well then yeah, if it's if ten is like every waking moment, no, nah, then definitely for me it would definitely maybe be like uh, uh I would say maybe a, maybe it's like a five or a four. Okay. It's probably like a six for me because I do uh, feel there, Oh no, yeah, go no, you go ahead. No, I think the only thing I was going to say, I feel like it just depends on the it just depends how much I think about that just depends on I guess external factors are like something that maybe made me think that and then I'll probably just go but then that's not all day every day all the time that's just within like say it might just be amped up within that time period that I just start to think about that okay right so you know in one case you're measuring intensity like that's what you said just now but in another case yeah no they're completely different but I just want to get an idea of how much anxiety there is I mean, at any moment, I feel like somebody could die. Like, for instance, I went to see a client today, right? Mm-hmm. And like, um, one of the better experiences I've ever had interacting with a client, him commissioned me to do this mural. <laughs> him commissioned me from last week. Um, we agreed upon the deposit mm-hmm. um, and receiving it today. He wasn't late with it. He wasn't short with it. I met him for the first time today. We had a, yeah, he's a really good client. I explained to him the method of my work. Him said, all right, cool, I'm good with that. I told him my price. Him said, all right, good. Not to say, just as a disclaimer, not to say that you should be good with any and any price somebody tells you. However, if you're not good with a price that somebody tells you, I don't think you should necessarily try to fight them. If you can't afford it, you just go about your business. So I think he was a good client in, in that he wasn't like, oh, and never try to like haggle with me right mm-hmm. so i've had nothing but a good experience with him so far and then the mural he commissioned me no we in march and the mural is supposed to be done in december mm-hmm. so he's like ahead mm-hmm. like way ahead of the game right? it give me holy per time to design it it give me um holy per time to revise it it gave me a whole part time to prepare otherwise, you know, like my schedule, that kind of thing. Um, and I just think that he was a considerate person. And like he was talking about the importance of something like a deposit because he understands that it takes time. It takes work that you put in to come up with a design, even if you aren't painting the thing physically as yet, which is true. And you're afraid he's going to die? Not at all. I was actually thinking that, you know, I could die. 
Okay. I have like because from the time when he last week and he when he um when he commissioned when 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 he reached out to me, I was thinking, okay, in the case that I would die, I would ask Kokab to complete the actual mural for me, and she can rope in whoever else um mm-hmm. to complete it. I mean, based on a design that I'd have done up until that time, like a digital design. Yeah. So thinking of it in a practical sense and in the same way I constantly think in a practical sense that About anyone what would happen okay yeah that anyone who is close to me could just up and die and what would you do I mean I feel like hmm I mean you're like you're like you're 31 you're 31 yeah I mean I feel like that's a pretty cuz I yeah, I feel like that's a pretty normal. I f- I think about that often as well. Probably not all the time, but I feel like that's probably a mixture of consideration as well as just maybe you have a, a you know, like I feel like we kind of have a semi-pessimistic outlook on life at times. <laughs> It's because he had said that, you know, because he was saying that, like, um, but it's not he, impractical, oh. is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, right. it's not impractical. It's not impractical at all, right? Mm. In fact, I think that it's, if anything, it would be the definition of being practical. Mm-hmm. But other persons say that it's a negative way of thinking. But whether or not it is negative or positive, the fact of death is indifference is indifferent yeah. to, to, to people perceiving it as negative or positive. Yeah, it's something that can happen definitely. and will happen at any time. So like, I don't think you can ascribe a negative or positive value to thinking that way practically, but people do it anyway because well, people are afraid of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's that thing where people, when we're talking about death, people, people say, oh, it's kind of a weird time to talk about that now, but like, being alive is the only time that you can talk about like there's yeah. no there's precisely no, and, and being too old is too late I, if you get me like when you're yeah. like when you're very old it's too late or it doesn't really it's not that yeah, yeah. so it's kind of weird when like people get very kind of clammed up about the talk so i'm pretty sure a lot of people be hearing this and just like kind of feel awkward but to be honest like the only time you could talk about death is when you're alive so. i guess what i wanted to think because yeah as you said a lot of people don't like talking about it and, uh, i mean i guess it, it makes sense to me that you that i mean just given you know what i know about you guys that you'd think about it more often than i think maybe somebody who is less experienced with life would think about it or less um we call it exposed or um yeah definitely yeah. people who are yeah people who maybe less haven't ex- really experienced yeah. loss i'm pretty sure yeah they think well not not necessarily i guess it maybe depend on on how they may but, no, but i yeah, guess normally they probably they, yeah they probably think about it less loss, like it, it reminds me of that um i never read the books but the limited snicket a series of unfortunate events in the yeah. movie the first movie um the jim Carrey movie when he's narrating and saying if if you've ever experienced the loss of a parent um you know how this feels and if you haven't then you can't possibly imagine it I feel like yeah. that's true. 
Yeah, because yeah, it's, that, um, yeah, that must be sure. There are like a lot of experiences um, that I've had. Even even re- right, even firing sons. Um, I got my license last last year, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I've never had an accident with anybody on the road, right? But then I've 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 damaged my parents' vehicle <laughs> twice now. <laughs> I've done it twice. The first time it was um I was reversing out of the driveway and I remember my mom was asking me to take her down the road. And I don't know, I was like frustrated over something and um I wasn't paying attention. And I remember she was like saying like she was saying something and then I was like what? Like I was you know that like oh what? I'm like looking at the thing and then um I came in too close on the right side and it the rear view mirror was pressing against the gate, right? It was just pressing against it. But like th- this was my first experience with like okay, how fast that accident can happen and like how um like that feeling of things slipping through your fingers. Because it's not even the speed out of times and sometimes it's just the weight of the vehicle. And if it's not, if it's moving in either direction, the weight can like damage things. So I, you know, like I'm in, um, in shock and I'm like, oh, what? And I see the thing bend. There's nothing wrong with the glass. It just literally just against the gate. But then I lapse in judgment and being like scared or being scared or frightened. I made a wrong move and I reversed even more. And then that pushed the it even more because of the weight of the vehicle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then um really if if I had just stayed calm right at that first moment and just drove forward, it would have been completely fine. You know what I mean? But then that thing and then um by this time like my parent both of my parents coming out and they're like shouting, No, just da-da-da-da-da. and then I'm like, wait, no, wait, stop, wait, wait, wait. And then you know all of that stuff going on i end up breaking the the side mirror right like it, the glass broke it cracked and then um and and like i can't really explain what the feeling is like but it's like this thing in the bottom of your stomach where it's like fear and anxiety and all this stuff roll up and it's like you can't it's like it's slipping through your fingers so yeah just from that one experience i can't i can't imagine the intensity it must feel like if you hit somebody with your car like oh, yeah. if you hit something much worse than that yeah exactly because this was literally just in my driveway you know what i mean so like imagine if i hit somebody's car on the road or hit a person like i can't i can't imagine like that the feeling must be like that but 10 times a hundred times worse you know what i mean that's why you have hit and run drivers yeah yeah and then the, and then because like if you if you've never had that experience you might say you might Them you might say oh how could somebody ever do that but somebody who goes through us experience might be like they might st- i mean they still be like oh that's an appalling thing to do but they may, they might understand why somebody would do that you know what i mean 
yeah. in that like, moment in that moment because i guess when you haven't experienced something or anything close to it it's hard to empathize with actions that you know seem like thing but if you've had any inkling of the thing you might be like okay i mean it's a bad thing but i can understand why somebody would do that you know what i mean right yeah and then i think through experiences like that then you can start to empathize more with certain situations or understand more or even um foresee certain things like yeah, foresee foresee certain things that are good things. when i think about i think about kids right like if you think about kids children they generally seem to have this kind of sense of um even not just not intentionally but invincibility basically they kind of feel like they can do oh, anything yeah, nothing will, mm-hmm. yeah nothing well because they've never had the experience of being especially if they've never yeah. really had experience of being injured or like experiencing injury or whatever yeah so it's like when those things happen to you then you kind of is almost like then you start to kind of or even almost happen to you or you see it happen to somebody or whatever like that's when like as that's when you start to mature quote unquote in a sense where you start to kind of become more cautious because i remember when me and matthew were painting a mural or we doing a, a mural downtown and we were on the scissor lift and the guy had come to actually pick the scissor lift up um so we're driving the lift back to his truck for him to load it onto his truck and when we were taking it off of the because generally where i was painting the land sloped Mm-hmm. it slopes and then it, it dips down into the road and then it comes back up onto the road so it like it's basically like a v like a valley yeah, yeah. where the water funnels through um um so so uh so yeah we're driving the lift out um Matthew was driving the lift out actually I was actually watching what was I looking I, I think I was looking at something I was trying to search something I can't remember what it was Matthew was driving the lift out and it was stuck in that same um crevice where the water was running through so like in trying to let it go it couldn't it was stuck in there so while we were trying to drive it out one of the they're just generally the whole day there were kids around the lift and i generally keep having to tell them to like yo stay back when i'm yeah. moving the lift up and down because it's not safe if you put your hand on it you can like i would you know i mean the lift makes a loud noise every time it goes up and down but i was still just like constantly looking around because i just know how kids are they have no kind of like they literally just run up to the lift and grab yeah, it while yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. going out just because they're just like i have no idea any frame of reference for this you know so like the, the day was literally constantly filled with me telling children to stay away from the lift when it's moving up and up. Yeah. No, just stay away from the lift in general. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. even care. I had that same experience with that <laughs> with that lad when I was on the ladder. Yeah. There, but yeah. But yeah. So like anyway. So it was in the it was in that dip, and Matthew was trying to move it out, like physically drive it out. He wasn't in it, see, because he can actually with a lot of these lifts, he can take the console out and kind of control it. By via wire, so like he was controlling out and it wasn't moving, and then one of these kids ran up behind it, saying, "I'll help push it out." Like he ran up behind Jeez, it and oh, push nice. it out, and because of that, Matthew had to kind of like do a quick maneuver, and the thing ended up running over his foot. The lift like ran over over the his, kid. His foot. The kid's foot or oh, Matthew's foot? No, over Matthew's foot. Sorry, oh, the okay. lift ran over my. In order to basically save the child protect, to save the child <laughs> yeah. you had a situation where the lift 
ran and like the way how those lifts are at least that one in particular it wasn't it was one of those kind of like slab tiles yeah uh, so it's not like the start, yeah so it was not yeah it was not pretty he was good he was fine i mean i mean if he was here he'd tell the story that's all but he was fine well he we came back and um iced his foot and stuff um at my apartment and he but, lived um, he lived yeah he lived straight like somehow that it didn't imagine that something running over his toe didn't completely end his life uh, <laughs> it's one of those one of those one of those miracles miracle. that we can all yeah <laughs> god is real god is real guys <laughs> anyway so <laughs> more of the story is kids just they just don't have any they don't have any like limits and it's really because they just go learn they haven't learned mm-hmm. pain you know um, and i guess that's why a lot of times they say like children who kind of grow up in a very rough situation i'm just very much they're very i wouldn't necessarily say mature but they they're just fast, very man. yeah yeah because mature is kind of a weird way to put it but they're well, yeah, they're very cautious and they're very like aware of 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 things, and like I feel like that's why I'm like I'm, I'm so aware of just like I think about like sometimes how much how more aware I am the more old I get. Like even just about like not even necessarily about things that will put your life in danger, but even just simple things that will maybe make situations uncomfortable. Like just other simple general day to day things you don't have or, to celebrate. Yeah, you know, you kind of become a lot more cautious, a lot more aware. Yeah, yeah, this is not a realistic um, deadline, guys. We need to extend this because it can't be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, that's true. And so, yeah, death is definitely one of those things. I mean, I've I've not lost a parent, so I definitely wouldn't even be able to. Yeah, pretend to even know Um, what that would feel like. I mean, I've lost friends and I've lost um, other family members but I've never lost like a parent, which is definitely something I, going back to the question, yeah, I think about. Um, yeah. Not a lot, but I think in certain contexts or in certain situations, I think about it. What, what? Um, but I did, I did think about that. I think for me, like even talking about the thing, I think for me, especially when I was younger, I don't, it doesn't happen so much now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I grew up in Spanish town or because of whatever, but like I would constantly have the thought of being killed by a bullet through the window. Okay. Like literally just sitting, literally just sitting at the window. Um, and that's really because it was, I mean, that was like, I would hear gunshots in Spanish town sometimes. Like, yeah. I feel like that probably has something to do with where, where I grew up as well. And like, yeah, it would be, so there would be times as a kid where I generally just like, sometimes just imagine that I just think that, Oh, what if something just like right now at this moment, I'm pretty sure that's like, that's that's not special for me. I'm pretty sure it's like a whole yeah. about people and um, people and kids in Jamaica probably felt the same way. Yeah, I don't even like this constant fear. It was just like, oh, that could happen. Yeah, don't even like you were um, terrified. Like, not like I didn't stop sitting at windows all of a sudden. No, I'm still at the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting because um, I feel like how many people have that feeling, but nobody really talks about it. I think a lot True. of people. I think a lot, a lot of people. And I think the fact that even a lot of people don't talk about it is why. Um, because I think Jamaica's a different kind. Jamaican countries like it are a different kind of case study for uh, mental illness or like uh, mental health. How weird. Because I feel like, yeah. Um, well, yeah, because I feel like other countries that are maybe more first world, not to say that, of course, first world countries have bad areas so not even to not that at all like them they definitely have those situations but i guess 
maybe more people who the people who have anxiety i don't know i feel like the kind of anxiety we experience as jamaicans like even just you know scratch that anxiety, type of anxiety we experience as black people okay, it's, completely, so that- it's completely different from the type of anxiety that a white person or a um or people of other races would mm. feel Je- like not necessarily like across the board because i'm pretty sure there's some people yeah. of different races who are different backgrounds who experience similar situations but i think for the most part like black people we have a completely different type yo i won't even say level but just even this type of anxiety I have a in terms of just like our life in comparison to like white people and other other yeah. races i have a theory right so there's this um there's actually this really good video i did send matthew it's about mm-hmm. um how dragon ball z is the story of uh the transatlantic slave trade and black people oh. and stuff <laughs> okay. it's really cool it's really interesting but yeah so um he was talking about how why why there why there's so many um why there's such an affinity affinity is the right word anyway between black people and japanese and chinese culture and like kung fu and yeah and they were he was exploring the fact that um like during the civil rights uh era like after that because black people were so frustrated with white representation like just seeing only white people on screen they were happy to see anybody of any other race and because it came this is crazy i literally had this exact theory yeah. and conversation with someone the other day could you send me that video yeah man yo definitely. i had the same exact really conversation because they were asking i remember they were asking why is it that so many black people especially of our this generation like obsessive like anime no not even just like dragon ball z but just like just even anime in general and i said of course i said it started with dragon ball z and that was the first i mean it started with kung fu I movies my, yes oh, yeah, yeah you yeah, could yeah. say they start with kung fu movie, yeah for sure the black people love and then kung fu movies, yo. black people love yo yeah remember they had because all here kikas. they used to have the theater kickers yeah sure sure in, <laughs> yeah. in, in jamaica i remember jamaica <laughs> used to have like because we only have like a few movie theaters now but we used to have like a ton of them downtown and i remember um a friend of ours his grandfather was kind of talking to us about like how all the movie theaters set up and they said that a lot of them had these things where you know they never had it's not like every people had their own personal tvs back then so people just go to the go to the movie theaters and watch mm. and they watch stuff and they would have like six hour marathons of just kung fu movies mm. like every day and they were just people just go to that and just watch that yeah because that was like they had the outside of hollywood they have like probably one of the most prolific um mm. movie industries in the world so yeah but yeah but i was saying yes yeah, so i was thinking that like the reason why i feel like even for me personally i feel like because as like a black as like a black person you want almost any other represent like you kind of get exhausted with, with western representation mm-hmm. so it's almost anything that kind of feels or looks yeah exactly so I, because it's not only it's not even just like because yeah sure anime characters still look like i guess well, white people i guess he, in a he sense, was talking right? about that too Wait, but it's on, just even on. just the, it's just the i think it's more like the 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 style and the and the reasoning behind the i don't know it's just it's like i also, think it's just definitely well he he was exploring it and mm-hmm. he was saying uh, the re is the struggle because a lot of black mm. people can um relate to because anime heroes usually have like okay they're the underdog and they have to fight yeah. the power yeah. system or like yeah. you know they have some kind of special power that makes mm-hmm. even though they're different it makes them powerful 
and yeah. like black people you know being oppressed is like if you have somebody who is like weird just like x-men x-men is another mm-hmm. one because x-men is mm-hmm. is kind of a story of the civil rights movement with um yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so with like magneto being malcolm x and um xavier being um what you call it mlk yeah so yeah so yeah so then so black people relate to 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 do story the underdogs and and stuff and basically well we can't go into it but he he was saying oh, i never want to go into that whole the whole part of him thing it was very yeah. interesting it was <laughs> like saying but i'll say yeah. it in the video but he was saying yeah. that um i think you should represented... talk about it okay all right so basically dragon <laughs> dragon ball z the story starts out with um frieza uh um basically well basically enslaving the uh saiyans and the saiyans are a group of as wa- a warrior race so they're very strong yeah. and they um and he basically enslaves them to do his work for a bunch of years and then as they go on they start to gain more power and stuff and he, until fearful of them. and he becomes fearful of them so he tries to eradicate them right and then also um so yeah and then he was going into well yeah this are going against my point but he was going into like the whole like how they have tails and like their monkeys and stuff like that and okay stuff like that. but it, it was very in- it's really interesting because he he actually i even breaking down like this the representation of characters like mr popo and how that um like china like the chinese and the japanese how they perceive yeah they because of the representation coming out of the west of of black people through a white lens that was the only representation they had to go off of so you see that proliferating through thing just because we didn't have a voice for ourselves so basically when you see a bunch of kung fu movies come over it's like oh this is not white people mad my yeah, thing that and then, <laughs> and then um black exploitation films became like a thing so even though it was black exploitation like exploitation like still it's not it was white still representative people. yeah so then um i have a theory now right so that was the first stage in the representation thing right and i feel mm-hmm. like that um gave us that brought us to where we are now where we're just now seeing like black superheroes you know what i mean yeah right black All panther and them, stuff man. this is this is years since the 70s and now is the first time in the last three years or so that we're seeing black superheroes <laughs> Monaco yeah. falcon or blade or, or those guys no i know what but, you mean as in headlining yeah, in the sense headlining. Yeah, not, not as supporting yeah not as, so the, the sidekick yeah with our own movie you know what i mean this yeah. is the f- black panther was the first fully black like yeah because black like leads about spawn, and everything and like, come on you guys spawn. we didn't even see that we didn't even see that, that big beach. budget come on, yeah proper thing right so yeah. and it as i've that's not as um argument but i find it interesting there are people who i feel like they take things for granted because i see people saying like yo but my watch it and it never so great 
and like yeah. i feel like they don't yeah. get it white sounding because i feel like maybe because the last you know couple of years have been so good with representation it's kind of like of course there's a black superhero movie but like really it was really a, a turning point in something and then also back to the point of about fear and anxiety um is is very i feel like it's very difficult for us for black people to talk about um mental health and stuff just because of the stigma and like Maybe the church have something to do with it and like the fear about like not being able to function and ridicule and you know um and stuff and losing all that uh, yeah so jordan peele um would get out now exploring like the anxiety around that and kind of like justifying it by you know telling the story of like okay all the things that you're feeling anxious about yes are they are real you know what i mean and like see it on screen and then it being an entertaining movie to boot like i feel like that also is a turning point and what jordan and then now with us i mean i don't i've only seen the synopsis about it being like something about him, him saying it's not about race i don't necessarily believe it but him is talking about how like the, the the tagline of the movie is watch yourself you know what i mean and i feel like mm-hmm. it's is a going to deal with like mental health and 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 stuff so i'm pretty excited to see it and i think it's like a turning point from you know because we've had black movies but it's it's kind of been just the most prolific ones are like the black comedy and the yeah no we know they usually typecast it's but, usually the either the gangster movie or the, or the comedy kind of mm-hmm. madea-esque style yeah exactly or, so no or, um, yeah or some no affair or some you know christian thing but yeah, yeah no we're yeah, getting yeah. into mental health and horror and i feel like the representation of our fears on screen that's a reason why i feel like the representation of that is a reason why white people are so open to talk about it because them have like even even now with hip-hop music going taking this turn into emo and everybody talking about death and little uzi wrote and all these people talking about death i and, didn't even know it was a thing but okay yeah it's like yeah, that yeah, is the is. yeah because you think about x um xxx and uzi yeah, and all the talk like all the kids now coming up in tra- in music hip-hop music all of them is hip-hop but it's like they're talking about their emotions you know i mean it started like with kanye the- west it started with kanye west so kanye west was kind of like the turning point in that way it's like a mainstream rapper not like an underground like yeah as a mainstream yeah let's, like say, a let's mainstream just clear that up thing. as a mainstream yeah he was rapper the one who, talking yeah. about him feelings yeah. and kanye yeah. west gave birth to drake and Drake gave birth to all of these rappers. No, talking about. I thought Soulja gave birth to Drake. <laughs> you just do the Marvel thing now. I was making a serious point. You just do nah, Marvel. You. you do the Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I just go ahead and do the Marvel thing. But yeah, so, <laughs> so so then so then the representation of like the mental health stuff, right? Um. <laughs> It's really interesting. I feel like I'm really interested to see what, because black, yeah, black, like hip hop culture, hip hop music 
took just took over rap music as the most listened to genre. Yeah, um, you know, in the US and maybe on Earth. Who knows? You know, what I mean? um, probably on Earth. Probably on Earth. And I find it fascinating. Like, what will what black culture will look like in like the next twenty years? Like, I feel like it's going to be fast. Like, I feel like it's going to probably be even night and day to what it is now. And I'm wondering if it's going to look a lot Will it like, even be black culture anymore? Yeah, maybe everything will just have homogenized. You know what I mean? But, may, but will it look a lot like how... Because I feel like white, like... There is definitely a, a lot of ridicule towards black people who talked about their emotions or like were emo or like were into anime and stuff when we were you know in high school and and, and no it's just no it's just normal if you're not dog you don't watch anime you don't talk about emotions dog yeah yeah fool easy me so i mean no one is actually saying that they're not going that far they're not going that far but yeah it's like not a thing where people are afraid you know what i mean and this generation coming up below us all they've known is that so imagine like what they will give birth to and the topics um you know so you know yeah the stuff that we'll see no i get what you're saying i think what you're basically saying is that i mean not it it not it's definitely not a level field but in terms of of feeling like you can't i think it's it this is maybe the medium for being free for things well like a yeah like a pre thing where people maybe are a little bit more free to kind of express the things that they didn't feel like they could mm-hmm. which you just kind of it just basically creates a cycle of things opening up more and more and more and more imagine um, imagine jamaican zine mm-hmm. instead no. of being like Yo, burn out that and whatever, whatever, whatever. Being like, this, it's switching like in 20 years to be like, I mean, it happened now, but like it's switching 20 years. Like, Dog, you know, say that thing did happen to me and it made me think about this and, yo, you know, some new 20 uh, futuristic Jamaican slang or something, isn't it? Like, it's not sure. like trippy. It's not like what? I mean, it gives me hope. Yeah. I don't know if I'd use the word trippy, but it gives me hope. I mean, I feel like because it's just because bravado is such a big part about Jamaican culture. I mean, black culture in general, but Jamaican yeah. culture, I feel like, to it's change, like it You don't want steroids. that to change? No, I said I don't think it, it will. I don't think it will. You don't think that will? I think it will. No, I think it will just be. You think it would? Yeah, was it take a new form? Is that what you said? Yep. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, I think it will. Um, it will just look different, and it will come out different. But yeah, it it will. Ch- I guess it will change in that sense. But I get what you mean. It won't. It won't. The core of it won't necessarily change. But yeah, I think we'll still have the bravado, but it will be expressing different things. Like yeah, the bravado for Shabaranks would be expressing. Well, I don't need to say because everybody know <laughs> what Shabaranks is, right? Yeah, it go. Yeah, and then the the bravado okay. for. El- L.A. Lewis is completely different from that again. I mean, it's, he's showing off, you know. Yeah. He's showing off, but there's this, there's less of a gangster approach to it. Yeah. So I feel like the bravado that we'll have, maybe we'll have like, um, maybe it will be more emotive, you know, going down the line. 
Yeah. I mean, more emotionally yeah. honest, more. You know I mean, talk I think, about I think, more topics. Because I, well, I, mean, I, I, I can't say for his I music. Sound a little low. Sorry. Oh, you hear me now? Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah, good. yeah. I was saying, like, talking about more topics. Because that's a that's a that's a thing that a lot of people have a problem with with dancehall and reggae is like they're like a set of topics. You talk about bad man, you talk about gratitude, you talk about befriend them, you talk about the dance, you talk about yellow gear bun or something, or you talk your gun tune, but then you don't really have songs that talk about like your sadness and them things. There. I mean. You have one and two, but like they might give it a mention, but like you don't have like a song like that that, that whaler song with like um after she breaks your heart and then you be sad and it's like you don't really have songs that like go into that. I mean that's probably like I can't even think of any other song like that to be honest. That well, th- to be fair. They would not classify that song as dancehall, and there may yet to be a dancehall song that that explores that. That's a Jamaican song that you gave an example of, but yeah, not da- dancehall. Dancehall, yeah. But what I'm saying is like maybe it's not that da- it's popular. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like I don't, there isn't any. Like the, I feel like the 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 song topics that can give a boss right are very limited. And um, well, in the US, I feel like you know, rock songs just talk about any and everything, and sometimes it's not even about lyrics. Sometimes, like sometimes they might talk about like it sounds like a happy song, but they might talk about how them depressed and whatever, whatever, and people. Are yeah, happy. yeah. Well, I feel like in Jamaica culture, if you go on a dancehall thing, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like people explore it, even though they probably could, and it could go over well. I feel like if Vibes character like, come up with a song and it did have a vibe and matter about Yo, me in the jail cell, I'm going to kill myself Like, it could have probably shot, you see me? And then Wait, Chronic did have a song like that um, when he did Just Boss on his first album Don't he have a song like that? And it just... No, there was a song Oh, this, um, like they don't know. They see me smart, but they don't know. They, that one. Yo, I mean, you see that song? They don't know. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that one is a good example. Yeah. But I've heard such mixed reviews about that song. Because I oh, think yeah? even yeah, even if that song don't connect with me, mm. and not that it doesn't, but let's say, let's say it doesn't connect with me, mm. I, can, I can still recognize that as a good song, right? But there are persons I know who dislike that song specifically because it's so emotional. Yes. But it's crazy because okay, Popcorn has um the same song we're talking about, Ikem. Yeah, the um, not trust you wanna do the video your for? family, can't trust your friend. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, no, is Is it the same one that they did a no, video no, for? No, no. no firm and strong. Firm and strong, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the other, the other one is, is another one. There's another one. I would say from a it's probably a, a little not as emotive. Yeah. I think the probably the feeling and intention behind it is is emote is is more like emotive. But I would say the lyrics probably aren't as holy crap as much as I was wrong. Well, I just realized that popcorn doing the exact thing that I'm talking about. 
Yeah, it happened so to Chelsea family, it happened to Chelsea friend. Yeah, no, it because when, when you're saying all, I think it was like, no, Popcorn actually do yeah, a lot of true. what you're saying. That's true. A lot of what you're saying, Popcorn. Um, and, revolutionary. And him kind of well received for it. If people like, and people actually like those songs a lot. People like those songs a lot, and I think it's because the way Hon kind of go about it. I mean, but here's what to be fair. I know what it is though. You know why it maybe him can get away with it, and maybe people would have feel that way with with the Chronic song the first time. I never, I I personally never heard that those um views on it before, Mark. I mean, I can't imagine people saying that. I've never heard heard any negative things about people's view. But I can say why because I think with Chronic, I mean, I think with Popcorn is that him. He already kind of set himself up as as a tongues. So nobody not gonna really look on him as soft. Even if him talking about something that make him feel soft, people not gonna look on popcorn as soft. Yeah. I give him talk if him have ten songs about being a tongues and one song about something that kinda make him feel that way. Nobody not gonna think that all of a sudden no popcorn. Yeah. Yo, what is popcorn soft? Never not getting that. Soft though, cause I feel like like I saw uh, that, I did watch the interview with your brother, mm. Nightly Fix. Nightly Fix, oh, I haven't watched it yet, and, um, I should preach. Yeah, well, I like, he was talking about, like, um, how they have some people where, like, when the reggae revival thing was going on, them hop on the train, the rest of the train, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, them sure. write some song and just for, for so them can go to Europe and, you know, jump up on stage and catch them <laughs> yeah. check. Yeah, we need to and, watch watch downstairs and um it just make the people who've been doing it for years who actually like care about the music like it just kind of make it look cool, look cool like a puppy show yeah. yeah and um somebody was saying in the comment like like that brother i talked about rasta but him, him look like him look like um him are the one of the fake rest of them look how him look soft when they look soft wow. like butterfly. <laughs> and then I was preening it and I was like, what is this thing with um needing to be hard? Yeah, it's almost as if um I don't know, cause you know it's weird too. Like I would I would have this I would I think like a protege come off softer than like average dancer the average reggae artist right but i think because protege kind of do more like loves tune and thing i like artists that do more love songs and stuff they get out they have more they have more leeway to be soft and and stuff and still be widely accepted you mean like how like how princes like you have people who be like yo prince bad dog and whatever but then they're not going to bring up like the fact that he's effeminate and, and stuff and like he's androgynous like that that even make it that even make him even cooler you see me you get what i'm saying like like or a no, yeah yeah no, definitely definitely what you're saying but then if but but if you it just uh but then if you're going in a space like um like it's not a love song like it's not love songs you're singing or like them kind of thing there it's like them 
Almost Keep him like you know, you don't belong if you know just tough like Rockstone or Revolutionary or something like that. Like, isn't that like if you're not making love songs and you have no business expressing those emotions either physically with your with your fashion or through your mouth either, like yeah. that? Yeah. Except for popcorn. Except for popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> but you know what? You know the thing with popcorn though, because even those songs that him talking about, I feel like I mean it is it is in line with what I was saying, but it still doesn't go it don't go to the depths like like him just basically a very surface level with it. Like I, I do give him Oh yeah, no, definitely. That's what I was, I was saying before with the even the, the um some of yeah, very surface level. It's like it's just very, yeah, it's hard to trust your family. It's hard but I think that family. I think that's okay because i think it's all right to kind of just make things like kind of easy yeah i don't think him kind of because it's it it's still kind of tough for you for even for you to even do that is a tough thing for you to even just in this society at least in general like and in this genre in dancehall genre for you to even like do anything that make it seem like you feel unsure or you, or you feel um away just in yeah as in, in general it's, it's but wouldn't it be great, right? If there was just a song that's like talking about, oh, you know, I broke up with this girl and now I regret it and I feel uncertain about how how my future looks because we had this connection and then what what does it say about what does it say about me as a person that I yeah you know I mean or or like. You know, it's funny you should bring that up because one of my favorite dancehall songs is um, by um, Tanta Blacks. Mm -hmm. You know that song, Anything You Want Me, Gay Miguel? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that song is really comical, right? The way he's expressing what he's talking about. But what he's talking about is feeling such intense emotions for this girl that he would do uh, no i mean it sounds like a joke but how many songs are talking about that yeah yeah, yeah. as I opposed mean, to how many songs are dexter saying yeah, i love you so much but i dagger you yeah 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 dexter daps is another one too well, yeah yeah if you have 10 man ma for me what is it? <laughs> i mean that's a little bit different because it's expressing a part of our culture that um is accepted but probably shouldn't be okay but as, as in the the whole cheating thing is like supporting cheating okay 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 but tanta black song is not supporting anything negative he's just talking about how much he's enamored with this girl and how much he would do for her as a result he's not even saying he wants anything back you know yeah, yeah. but he's also expressing in that song how appreciative he is of the things that she does willingly in the second verse he does that so i feel like that one is like a really good example of um talking about something that's like extremely emotive but although he's in a very comical way that's probably why it, why it go through so, so yeah he can be not i don't think there are a lot of songs that are like that in dance hall yeah, man, it's really interesting, yo. It's really interesting, and and uh, 
they were talking about the other day um also about how there's a interviewed Walshy Fire on the same Netflix and he was talking about how Jamaica do for a new genre of music. <laughs> for you. Um, Is it? Yeah, he was saying like I so. like the last thing was um was dancehall and we we've been still doing People still do That's, one drop on all these things. I know. wouldn't necessarily say it's due for a new genre. It's just due for because I guess it's kind of it's like because people people not looking at like hip hop or like saying and saying oh it's time for a new genre. Yeah, there is a shift. You realize that? Yeah, there's a shift, you know. But I think, but I think that's probably the better way to look at it as like a shift because I think I think basically there being like on the shift or evolution in the sound mm-hmm. versus it being an, I don't think it needs to be a new genre because there was something what? someone said, hold on, let's, let me, I mean, you guys can, you can, no, subgenres are, yeah, of course, but there's some, someone said, and you guys can tell me what you think about it. I've actually been thinking about it ever since they said it, but I said that they feel like, you know, rock, rock is, I mean, rock is not dead, but it's definitely not as large as hip hop. But someone was saying that they feel like they had a theory that they feel like because rock purposefully, created subgenres mm-hmm. it felt like it's what caused the genre to die like because because it it separate not because because it it intentionally tried to separate from its foundation even if it's even if sound wise it even if sound wise it didn't even the fact that like they made a concerted effort to say to make to label and think subgenres so you have like death metal and you have this and you have that and you have like instead of just kind of bringing everything on the umbrella as rock generally and then maybe i guess for like their own sake or the fans they call it like the subgenre. someone's saying they feel like that was i think there was like an article a person was referencing or something but they're saying i feel like that's why that was one of the reasons why rock died because they didn't it didn't just stay within the one everything didn't just oh, stay okay. within the one umbrella like rather than itself yeah it kind of like yeah it kind of like it, it didn't because it, it wasn't that strong anymore because it 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 stretched itself in too many different directions versus still maybe stretching yourself in these directions and still exploring and so whatever but just still maintaining like the fact that it's rock so i guess for me it could have still be reggae but it just stretches in these different things or it could still be dancehall but it just stretches in these different avenues just like you're still a black person but maybe you're just different in these different avenues like you you know you don't have to be necessarily you get me a little have to necessarily adapt and go into like a different yeah. <laughs> you know race you just yeah, yeah. you just you know shift within that same sphere yeah i mean i mean that's i feel like that's kind of what uh was thinking like because yeah, the yeah. genre is like because the genre thing you know reggae and dancehall they share up they share similar they are similarities yeah yeah for sure I think and I think it should be organic too. If if it becomes a new genre, I think it should just happen. I don't think people should try to force it. Force it. Force which is always what I say happen where things kinda get weird. Cause I think it should be it should be organic. It definitely should be something that people like identify as soon as it does, but I don't think it should be like, oh, let's intentionally try to make this thing that's cause then that's when I feel like it gets mm. it gets weird. Yeah, I yeah, feel man. like we've we've so, covered yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I just remember suddenly um another one of those dancehall music um dancehall songs that I mean, you know, and probably the more we talk about it, the more of them going to come to mind. That expressing something emotive 
but this one wasn't even done in a comical way. I think it, it's done more in a um I wouldn't say protege kind of way either. But anyway, you know that 90s song by Wayne Wonder? Wayne to Wonder. the I think it's to the Diwali rhythm. Got somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that one I think um is our next good example. I mean that's that's all yeah. I mean maybe but like it's a love song, is it mean? Yeah, I that's more like, like a yeah, yeah. That's that's why I did say maybe it's like in the same vein of like a yeah. protege kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I think I think uh, it can be even talking about more. Just and what I've been thinking about is like emotion. maybe uh, because yeah, love love songs are kind of like alright. So for instance, is like I kind of like R and B is weird now. Even I wouldn't even necessarily call it R and B anymore, but I kind of like the fact that like a lot of these songs people are talking about things other than just relationships mm. and like so they make these very emotive R and B sounding songs, but they're about. I don't know, whatever other situation that they're dealing with. Um, I think somebody who I think was really good at that for me was this. I don't know if you guys know this artist, this singer named Galant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know Galant? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his album, what was it? What was it called? Um, Ology, his album, Ology. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, know, I haven't listened to any of his more recent projects um, or projects. But his album, Ology, was, is, I guess, kind of like an R&B album, basically. But it was very... And it was very emotive, but it was very hardly talking about. It was very hardly love songs. Like almost none of the, like very few of the songs were love songs in a tradition, in that kind of traditional sense. All of them were just talking about like um, his um, just his own personal like whatever you know, however yeah. I'm saying things. Of course, relationships and whatever will come into we that, but it wasn't. Um, so yeah, I think that like, yes, yeah, so I think Mark, I think it came talking about like song. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a love song, but maybe a song that's talking about like, you know, life or like, yeah, know. just life, just any, any kind, but you have a lot of dancehall songs like that, but uh, there are a lot of them kind of fall in the more shallow, shallow end of the spectrum of this yeah, kind of be, yeah. true. deep dives. You know what I mean? I feel yeah, like that's really, it is like, just a deep dives. I feel like we don't, and I think it's, it has to do with the fact that we're not open about talking about feelings and yeah stuff. for sure because it because it could we could easily it could easily be a thing like how popcorn talk about half a choice if i half a choice a friend him could have go in a verse where say yo you know some of the things that we could have trust this person and then them betray my thing and now my my wonder about myself and my look back in past situations and i ruminate about it or whatever isn't it like him could have but I go deeper. But I mean, also maybe that's not sell- sellable. Yeah. Well, no, it's not sellable. But I think no, I think I think him do a good job of. of, of I think him. I think popcorn. Yeah, no. Personally, I feel like him do. Him definitely do a good job. Of it. I think it's that, and I think it will open. It will open people to kind of being more. Yeah, and it's not more like oh. being. You actually know who. Doing, who? Tommy Lee. How about here we go. Maybe. Yo. Tommy Lee probably do that still. But yeah, go on. No, explain yourself. Bro. Is that that's somewhere more interesting than whatever the hell I was about to say? No. I mean, man, I talk about being a demon and and going <laughs> to like, you know, the fear in more cast in the hearts of, of people and stuff. Yeah, I mean if him if he is doing that, I feel like is a buck up by gimmicks. 
like him buck up this, into some via gimmicks versus him intentionally wanting to do that. Are you saying this guy isn't? Um, what about Alkaline? What's him doing? Mm. Mm. Yo, Matthew should be here to talk about. Yo, we should make this a topic, maybe. No, but Alkaline is doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, I would say Alkaline does that. Yeah, Alkaline definitely does that. Him, oh, yo, what's just a song? Yo, him have a song. No, yeah, he actually. No, you see, it's we're doing a disservice in that. Yeah, you know hold what? on, listeners, Let's listeners, just hold on, don't. <laughs> no, not the bro, but I just said this last part because there's, I would say this last part because there is a lot of people. There no, the whole, not the whole episode, but this last part, I feel like there's a lot of people. Listeners probably just tearing, yeah. throwing them phones no, across. People are so fool, them not know yeah. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> them just attack them not know nothing. <laughs> no, there's enough people say, no, I think it's just because we just never really, we just wasn't really thinking at the time when we started talking about And it. some of us really, are informed about it i mean we sorry not some of us we are actually less informed than some people yeah some people are definitely able to list off like a whole slew yeah, of songs remember yeah. when cartel talked about this pun that oh, no man cartel definitely that mixed definitely hadn't had um i don't did have that tune about the thing wait did i don't have any tune like that for you or you just being no yeah just i don't know i don't know probably i feel like i would probably have like one or two songs that that you think deep, so? Deep cuts. Yeah, yeah, not for sure. The deep cuts, yeah, yeah, like, like a, deep a deep mix yeah, mixtape, um, track number twenty eight. Is it me? But not a single. The real fans know it, and he never perform it at a show. Yeah, I think he might have a single. Let me just—I forgot. Try to remember. He might yeah. have a single, that, but either way, but yeah, him, uh, him. But maybe that, that's it, you know. I feel like if if people made songs like that that were catchy. It would do, do such a service, and I mean, they're not saying that there aren't any, but if people were to do more, because I, I think that is a true that is a true statement that sometimes artists do have the songs, and it's a deep cut that maybe only the you know the fans, the real fans, and the day ones yeah. know, but like them not gonna perform it at a show because it just never it now do the same. Yeah, now gonna hit. You know what I mean. Can you imagine the day when one of those songs is performed at a show? One of the deep and people do, and yeah, and people do show. like, oh, what a man you do on stage, man. I never come here for feelings. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. And yet, th- those same crowd of people go to a Celine they on concert and ball. True. Jamaican people you know love what? Celine Dion. Yo, let's dig into that. Not no, but Yo, next, in next fact, our, whole, our whole argument probably dead because Celine Dion is a dancehall artist. She's one of the biggest <laughs> dog. She's one of the biggest artists playing a dance. Tell me if I saw if a Celine Dion song playing a dance, it not get some. And they have the sure it it plays. It is not, not a dancer. She's a within the dance hall, isn't it? Uh, I think we got to that stage where the podcast lived for too long yeah, and we got, got yeah, it has gone off the rails. What the sun go? <laughs> what water from the moon? <laughs> <laughs> or is mama? You gave love. Is Celine on it, right? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. There is no other love like a mother love for a child. Goodbye is the saddest thing. I, am I just? Am I just blending songs together? 
<laughs> all of them that them anyway, sound emotional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should get off of this call. <laughs> We're done now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that was this, that was the podcast, guys. Thanks for joining in. It was all it was a big ramble today. We talked about a lot of things, some of which I don't even remember. But you know, Mark said that he 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 dreamed about killing people, and we talked about. Uh, music and we talked about emotions and black people suffering. Goodbye next week. See you next week. Next week. Yeah. <laughs>